Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Five Year Reunion. My name's Emily Cherish, and today we are in my hometown, Newtown, Connecticut. Growing up here, Newtown felt very communal to me. My neighbors would leave their doors unlocked, I would walk into their houses, eat food out of their fridge. It's that kind of place. Everything in town closed at nine, so we were really responsible for making our own fun growing up. My experience of Newtown was filled with memories of driving around town at night, sneaking into churches, getting fired from Panera Bread, going to $2 movies, trips to the ice cream shop, that same Panera Bread closing, exploring waterfalls in the summer, sitting around bonfires in the fall, requesting my W-9 form from Panera Bread headquarters, and them telling me they had no record of my employment. I've lived quite a few places since moving from Newtown and I still feel a connection to Newtown and the people I grew up with. To better understand what this town is like, I sat down with the first selectman. I'm Dan Rosenthal, I'm the first selectman of Newtown and we're sitting here in my office in the Newtown Municipal Center. So what is the first selectman? You know, functionally it's tantamount to a mayor and it's the chief elected official for the town. So you've been here your whole life. You went to Newtown High School. And Holly you've... School through Newtown High School. I went yeah. to Holly School too. Yeah. So my grandfather moved here in 1953. And, uh, you know, his first house was down in, in Sandy Hook. Lived in Yonkers with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And my father was elementary school aged. And he wanted to have, you know, trees and air and parks and open space. My grandfather's dream was to sort of move out here and give my father that opportunity. My father was seven and they moved out here and... My grandfather quickly got involved in town and uh, ran for first selectman when I was just a little kid. And I happened wow. to I happened to grow up in the same house with my grandparents. You know, naturally, my grandfather over the years had been involved in politics. My father, too. So big surprise. My father also was first selectman at one point. Oh, wow. So I'm third generation. Since you've lived here this long, what are some changes you've noticed from when you were a kid to when you were an adult? And you probably went through the same thing I did. I mean, I remember complaining when I was in high school. There's nothing to do Nothing here. to do here, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, but, um, you know, looking at the town, I think it's a vibrant community. I think a lot of things have changed. The population of the town has more than doubled since I was oh, wow. a, a kid. Yeah. But I think that we've added a lot of what I would call amenities. You know, so again, we went from when I was a kid, just having sort of, you could go out for pizza if you wanted to in town, to now having all these different food choices. Mm. And we just in the last two years, we've had two breweries open. We had a vineyard open this year. So I think there is this progressive kind of vibe in town. And I feel like maybe we're reaching kind of critical mass where each business sort of helps to sort of inspire a couple others. I always say positive activity begets positive activity. I think it's kept that rural charm in in balance. How great is it to live in a town that if there's something you don't like, you can drive five minutes and get completely lost. I mean, Newtown is the second or third largest town in the state. Mm. You know, I mean, you think about the town going back to our founding in the, the early 1700s. You know, you had people moving here probably mostly for agriculture, and they were sort of these little self-sufficient pods. And you can still drive around town and see some of these old schoolhouses and things like that. And it's sort of interesting to think how people must have had to live then. When there's no COVID, there are periods of time where it's heavy events. You know, mm. you got I got the duck race, and then after the duck race, I got mm-hmm. this, this, and this. So my Saturday might be filled with five things that... There's always something going on the day of the duck race, like yeah, multiple yeah. things going on. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, you know, and I grew up on Main Street, so the Labor Day Parade, that was, mm. you know, and in fact, I came home from the hospital when I was born during the Labor Day Parade, and my parents had to sneak up Hanover to get me home. Oh. I feel like my 
job as chief elected is to kind of shine a bright light on kind of the, the town is, is powered by volunteerism. Wherever I suspect there may be a need, like there's some crisis or whatever else, and we need to put some bodies on this, there are already people working on it. Like yeah. I'm always blown away. And I always knew that we had a strong contingent of volunteerism in town, whether it be coaches, you know, the Lions Club, the Rotary Club. I mean, you, you name it. Um, there's, a, there's an organization working to fill some need. It's my job to kind of promote that because I do think that's the magic that, that is the town. I know a lot of people that have moved away. And what they always say is, you know, I like my town. They, they're happy where they are. The refrain always seems to be, it's not Newtown. After finishing up with the first selectman, I headed to my first classmate for this episode. I have a very specific memory with this classmate. He had gotten an injury of some sort in an outdoor gym class I was taking with him. I remember scooping him off the ground, cradling him like a baby, and plopping him on the bleachers. It's a memory I hold dear to my heart to this day. So where's Domino's? Um, if you go to Domino's in Bethel, I think it's gonna be on 7 Greenwood Avenue. Um, wow, he knows the address. I don't know why I remember that very specific thing. Good lord. <laughs> uh, my name is Sebastian, you can call me Sebi. What are we doing right now? Getting Domino's. We've kind of hit a cul-de-sac, so. A cul-de-sac? I think that's what these are called. Mm. Starting route to 7 Greenwood Avenue. Make a U-turn and proceed to Main Street. I actually got into a car accident and it got totaled. Wow. Yeah, it was it was not great. When I was trying to open the door, um, it was like almost wedged shut. And I don't know. It was just, that was an experience. And kind of just made me think about how short life is and exactly what I've been doing with my life. I kind of had like a little bit like a new lease on life. Mm. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to stick with doing this if I don't really love it. You have arrived at your destination. Now the question is, should I order like just from here and we just chill or I can... Yeah. I don't remember what I put on the order, so let me see. Dom and no. I did remember my wallet. I got you though. Let me just find the part, the one that I want to use. Oh my god, you have so many cards. I have more than this. I have 20 credit cards. <laughs> that was like the darkest confession I've ever heard. I like to get the rewards. Oh. Like they have the welcome bonuses and stuff. Sure. I just remembered it was the second of the month. Mm -hmm. This is important because I know this card has... So he's typing in his Hilton Honors <laughs> credit card into the Domino's order. They'll give you a $5 statement credit um, for dining. $5? Are you dating anyone? God, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, dating. Um, so for the first time ever um, in August, I had a one night stand. Look at me go. Whoa! I've, I've never done that before. I don't really go on Snapchat much, but I took a picture of just like me being cute, I guess. Me being cute, <laughs> Colin King. And I put this on my story. And um, wait, what does me being cute mean? I, I'm just—it's literally just a picture of me. I'm just laying in bed or something like that. Just, That's hot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did this and. Somebody hit me up, and she 
was hitting on me very aggressively. Mm. I was all about it. Mm. Um, <laughs> she was telling me about the things that she would do with her boyfriend. Oh my... <laughs> what the... Okay. <laughs> she was talking about meeting me. It was kind of out of the blue. I should also point out we hadn't talked in like a couple months, really. Like she was like trying to make me jealous of her boyfriend. Oh. And it was just like, This okay. bitch. I gotta meet this bitch. <laughs> she was like, hey, do you want to come over? And I was like, yes. Yes. I want to come over. <laughs> because she has a boyfriend and she lives with the boyfriend. Uh, I was just like, where do we go? I could yeah. get like, I was like, I can get a hotel or mm. like, like I mean, get, make those make those uh, points useful. Yeah, get the Hilton <laughs> Honors points. I was like, you do I do I come over? Do I get a hotel? And she's like, I won't be able to spend the night. We could kind of meet in the middle, maybe go in a parking lot. Uh, after some like weirdness, just because like I've never been anywhere near Simsbury before. Oh. Um, drove all the way over there. Um, to a Simsbury parking lot? Um, to do like, the deed? Yes. <laughs> she seemed like just really good at everything. I was just a puddle. I'm just kind of not really like to the scale of what she did. Mm. Considering she had this boyfriend that... <laughs> she clearly she's got to write a novel about all the things she does with her boyfriend. It was great. Um, yeah. Like... I was just a total puddle there, and um, she got me in her car. Like, we were just in her backseat. What kind of car was it? I know it was red. Um, mm-hmm. It had a good amount of backseat. I have to say, this like, this backseat oh, was... Oh, boy. She was playing, like, some heavy metal, like, mad loud. Wait, excuse it's, me? Yeah. I want to be her best friend. I hadn't seen anybody for a while. Her hitting me up, I was very down for it. I cried. I don't... During? <laughs> no, after. <laughs> wow. But... Why? It was just a lot. I was kind of overwhelmed, but also, like, really happy. Cry. What part of it was a lot? One thing, like, actually being approached, that does not really happen to me, like, very much. I hadn't actually, like, seen her face-to-face for at least four years. This person who I haven't seen for four years, hitting me up, flirting with me, really comfortable and confident, and there's just me, just the entire scenario, and like her having a boyfriend, just everything was just yeah, like... Yeah, that's a lot. So much. Order's complete! Hey! Hey, how's it going? What can I do for you? Uh, I ordered pizza, uh, Sebastian. Here, you know what? I'm gonna give you one box because I want you to feel how warm it is. How's, um, family? I don't know if this counts as family, um, but they feel like almost family to me. Mm. I met some people on the web of Inters. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Internet friends? Yes. Oh, have you ever heard of Discord before? No. Okay, so Discord is basically Skype, but better. Mm. Um, Every day they would stream. At the end of the stream, we'd have like a movie night or a game night. That's right. so cute. I know, right? Like they have their like this little community. So cheers to Domino's. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Between recordings, I headed over to the library to return my mom's DVD copy of The Debt starring Helen Mirren. While there, I caught up with the librarian on staff. Hi, my name is Amy Schumann and I'm the head of reference at the Sage Booth Library and we're currently on the third floor of the library in the genealogy room. We like to think ourselves as one of the big community centers in town where people 
of course, COVID, but where people come to gather. We like to be like the third place. We're not home, we're not work, we're someplace where people can hang out. So this place has a pretty unique history. Can you speak a little bit to that? There's been libraries in Newtown since around 1875 or so, but they were subscription-based, which meant that you had to like buy in. So we are Newtown's public library, and we were started in 1932, and it's all thanks a lot to Mary Holly, who, when she died, donated a bunch of money to the town to create a public library. And it was built to blend into the street so it wouldn't look like this institution. Mm, and it's right on the main street. Right on the main street, not far from the flagpole. Yep. So who was Mary Holly? Came from two of the leading families in town, the Booth family and the Edmund family. And... Um, They made quite a bit of money actually through the gold rush. They made it not the way you might think by finding gold. They made it the main way people made money in the gold rush, which is selling supplies to people out west. Interesting. And she was married briefly, but when she died, she didn't have too many people to give the money to. She gave quite a bit of money to the town for various buildings, including the library. She's an iconic figure. Yes. Yes. I remember I went to Holly School and... There's always myths about Mary Holly in the third floor bathroom, the (laughs) ghost of Mary Holly. We were founded as a library, but also as a museum. In her will, she did say she wanted some of her possessions on display at all times. Mm. And so that's why we're a little bit unusual. We have a lot of her belongings. What are some of the things? Well, like I always say, it's kind of funny that I work in a library that has a bed in it. (laughs) And that's up in the attic now, but it used to actually be on display on this floor. It's called her bed. We don't know exactly if it was her bed or just her. I don't know if it was her parents' bed. Another great thing about libraries in general is that libraries are one of the few, if I would think maybe the only institution that serves the entire community. We are here. We do programs for very, very young kids and for, you know, expectant mothers. And then we also have programs for elders. What are some of the uh, reasons you came to work here? One of the things that did appeal to me is I was a history major and I love librarianship because I feel like nothing is ever wasted that I learned in my life or any experience. It might come up eventually in librarianship. But in this job especially, since it did have that museum component, I really did like that I knew I could do things like deal with objects, like deal with like a Civil War sword or deal with some of these dresses we have in the collection. So I really do like that the real tangible history pieces we have here. How many times a day do you think you would shush a patron? I've been shushed by patrons (laughs) more than I've shushed patrons. My father was 95 years old and didn't have hearing aids. So when I first started working here, I was like yelling at people all the time because I was so used to doing Mm -hmm. that. At the shift change, I'm at the reference desk letting someone know everything they need to know for the night (laughs) shift. And sometimes we are too loud and people shush us. Wow. What's going on at the library right now or some things that are coming up? One thing we're really happy about right now at the library is we realized we really needed to diversify some of our programming. So we've had this um, series of events called Newtown Together where we've made a real deliberate choice to let's have some conversations about racism. Let's talk about queer history. Let's talk about marginalized peoples. Let's talk about the fact that even though Newtown is overwhelmingly white, that doesn't mean it's entirely white, nor has it ever been entirely white. So we've really done some in-person internal training, but also we've tried to make that 
be shown with our programming coming up. After finishing up with the library, I headed over to see my final classmate for this episode. This classmate and I have been friends for a long time. We're kind of like cousins. Like, we don't see each other too often, but when I do see him, we pick up right where we left off. Test one, two, three. Okay, that's good. Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> I totally changed personality. <laughs> my name is Cal Creedon. Um, 22 years old, um, living in my mom's basement. No, actually, it's a bedroom next to the master, which is even worse. <laughs> Working at a bar, started my own bartending class business. Tell me about this business. Yeah, so I started this business, Cocktails with Cal, keeping it simple. I'm Cal, I make cocktails. This is my favorite gin, gunpowder Irish gin. Just some good gin, so I hope you like this. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer. Get up close. Two ounces of uh, gin, and then three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and honey syrup. Cheers. Cheers. I don't really call it a class. It's I call it a happy hour because I'm teaching you how to make two cocktails and a little bit of the history of the drink, a little bit about like the taste profiles, different things you should be tasting in the drink. Um, but it's really fun. And the best part about it is that I'm also drinking with these customers. It's really the greater New York area, Connecticut, New York area, mm. I would say. I think I had one client, quote unquote, I like mm. to keep it business professional, um, in Maine. And then I had one in Florida. Wow. But everyone else has been in like Western Connecticut. I tried to break into the Waterbury Middlebury scene, which mm. is where my mom lives now. Mm. And... Um, they're not as Let's interested. Just say. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the Waterbury like community mm. Facebook page mm -hmm. to promote my business and got zero <laughs> likes, comments, or anything. Let's just say my profile was reported. Because <laughs> I see you on, on Instagram all the time with the, the Yeah, the I originally was trying to do it. Because back when I started posting on my personal Instagram, I was doing it almost every day. I also didn't have any responsibilities, so I was just drinking constantly. Mm. My dad tries to give me a bunch of advice because he's a businessman. He is and he's a businessman. Mm. I did air quotes for those of you who can't <laughs> see this. But his original business advice to me when I was first getting into college was to buy pleated pants. And I was like, Dennis, I am not a thousand <laughs> years old. Like, no one wears pleated pants anymore. And he also tried to tell me I was a 42. Like, I am fat, but I am not mm. that fat, Dennis. I what mean, is a 42? I don't know. 42 that... is just like, you know those pictures of those people on Weight Watchers oh, that boy. hold up their hands <laughs> and then drop them? That's a 42. Okay. <laughs> no, I did tell him he has no sense of style once and he almost started crying. Wow. He was like, I built my career. I'm a businessman. By these 42 yeah. pants. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of college, one of the things that I did that I didn't think I ever would was join a fraternity, Sigma Phi Epsilon. Mm -hmm. That's a joke, you guys. I'm not that <laughs> into it. Um, but it was like really important for me because going into college, A, in high school, I did not have more than five male friends. You know what I mean? And uh, also getting to college, I realized a lot of the female friends I had in my life just saw me as a gay friend. Um, and so I was like, I wanted to build male relationships in my life. And I really didn't know how to do that because I don't like approaching straight mm -hmm. men. Yes. Um, because they're aggressive. So I thought, why not join a fraternity that one of my friends was in? 
And I went to the first meeting and I remember like sweating buckets. I was mm. like, I am so nervous. And then I met so many homos also in this mm. fraternity. And I was like, oh, it's just a bunch of queers mm. and allies. And so I did that. And like, it really helped me like build my confidence. It made me like get all the fear that I had of talking to straight men like past me, which is really, that was really cool. Um, and it helped my leadership skills just being a leader and trying to stop hazing and sure, shit like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Another thing, I'm like, I went abroad to Ireland. Mm. Ireland, my roots. What? We met up in Ireland. Oh my God, Emily. <laughs> you are blowing my mind right now. I forgot about that. <gasps> Oh my god, we got pizza in Ireland. We got eighteen dollar pizza in Ireland. Like, we like got expensive. We pizza got expensive because pizza. pizza in Ireland like doesn't mm, exist. True. So, um, wow, I forgot I knew about you that. You didn't remember it because you were like, "Oh yeah, we went to." I was like, "I was with you." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, Emily. I know. Well, you were only with me for like a day, hour, an yeah. afternoon, yeah. yeah, because you were up in Belfast. Yeah, I was in Belfast with your sister. Yeah, with my sister. Oh my god, I remember taking that bus ride to that random house that you were staying in. Oh my God, you were there for that? Yeah, I walked you home because I- Oh, you're a gentleman. I was a gentleman. Yes. Um, he tried oh. to get some afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, still gay because of it. Still gay. <laughs> Did not work the um, way I hoped no, it would. You know who else I saw in Ireland, and I think I told you this, mm. but uh, deserves a shout out nonetheless. Mm. Kieran- Kieran Lynch, Lynch. I saw an Kieran too. Lynch, yes. I was at a random bar. Uh, actually, I remember the bar. It was like Keys, Keys Place or something like mm. Keys Pub um, in Galway. This kid turns me around. At first, I'm like, oh, someone's trying to hit on me. Yeah. Um, he was like, are you Cal Creighton? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, it's Kieran Lynch. And I was like, oh, my God. I went to middle school with literally you. Like, I literally school. hadn't seen him since middle school. And um, that was crazy to run into him. Okay, do you want another <laughs> Kieran Lynch story for you? Yes, give it to me. I was in Galway at a bar, <laughs> and Kieran Lynch said, "Hey, are you Emily?" Cher-? Literally, congruent word for situation. Word. <laughs> he did that to everyone in high school. He like traveled Europe. So I think while he's we tracking our phones <laughs> and is making his way around Europe. Where was? Where'd you see him? Just on the streets? in Galway? No, in a bar. In a bar. Was I wonder it the if same it was bar? the same one. Yeah, maybe. He just like. It's was it a giant soul? space that had like a concert going on? Yes, it was literally the same exact <laughs> bar. <gasps> Sophomore year of college was probably really mentally rough on me. At American, at the time, we were ranked like top five most politically active schools in the country. Mm. and Liberal too, most. And um, I am a liberal now, everyone. Just Are so you really? You know. Yeah, I am. Oh, wow. Am. Uh, it's, good. it's good news. But um, at the time, Donald Trump had just been... Uh, year one in office and people were at my school were still very much like oh like there's nothing to do the world is ending and Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here I'm like the whole reason I wanted to go into political science to go into politics is to be the change maker I guess which obviously is aspirational now but I I was like why are we sitting here why am I spending $60,000 a year to just hear people complain like, okay, yes, this sucks. This is a bad situation we're in. 
and what? Like, what do we do about it? We are the ones here that are supposed to get into policymaking, get into nonprofit work, get into research work and change the stuff that we don't like. And here we are just sitting here complaining for an hour and a half, two times a week. A study had just come out. I don't remember where, but it was something like uh, 10 to 20 years we have to change the path that we're on, which is uh, climate disaster. And obviously that's like a very big statement to say, but it was a legitimate article that came out and we were talking about it in class and my professor was like, yeah, like there's nothing we can do. And she emailed us at the end of the class, which none of my politics professors did. And she was like, you guys, like that was such a depressing note that we ended on. Like here are the ways that we can actively do things to change the course that we're on because you said that you're a liberal now and mm. i i did not know that so that was so interesting to me yeah so uh i don't know if y'all remember but in high school I, on my graduation cap <laughs> was an american flag because i was going to american and under the stars i put a little republican elephant i registered at 18 as a republican the first two years I was in college Republicans as the outreach coordinator. I was the diversity hire. <laughs> the gay man. <laughs> I was the outreach person to like get more people into our club um, and didn't do a good job because no one likes Republicans. Mm. End of senior year of college. I uh, changed my status from Republican to independent because I don't also like the Democrat Party, mm. but I realized the atrocity that did become the Republican Party under uh, Trump and McConnell. Like growing up in such a bubble of a town in a conservative family, um, not really knowing a whole lot about the world, I w- was like, yeah, I'm a conservative. And then as I learned about it, I was like, ugh. I'm not a conservative. Right. So are you dating anyone? <laughs> Literally kill me right now. <laughs> That's the grossest question the way ever. Said it to, Hi, so are you dating? <laughs> um, no, I am dating someone. His name's Sam. He uh, works on his family orchard in Wallingford. He has like very long hair. Um, and I my hair's been growing and three people this weekend were like you're kind of like starting to look like sam and i was like oh shit i gotta get a haircut where do you get your haircuts in dc i went to this place um right by my school it was owned by these vietnamese people and we didn't talk i went in there (laughs) i got a different haircut every time asked for the same thing each time but I got a different thing they asked for. Didn't talk. Gave them 40 bucks. Not even. 35. They're like, and, hey, it was 40. Yeah. <laughs> you like, like skipped out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we didn't say a word to each other. And it was the best. Like, I loved going there because we just <laughs> would sit in That sounds really peaceful. It does. Yeah. It was really peaceful. So what's up with men and, like, guys and stuff? What a question! <laughs> like, <laughs> like men in general. I don't know. They're well. Pigs. Okay, I, I I attached on to something that you said earlier that I found that I uh, relate to a yeah, lot of is... approaching guys. And mm. I can't I do can't it. do it. I don't know yeah. why. I still get so nervous about it. Yeah, it really guys. is awkward. I don't know what it is, but I think it's the internalized homophobia, if I'm being really honest. I don't know what the 2000s were thinking, but they really loved to bully a gay kid in media. And so I was like, 
oh, I'm going to get bullied. Like, if I approach a straight man, they're just going to hit me. You know what I mean? And I used to I used to genuinely think that, like, oh, my God, they're going to hit me. They're going to bully me. And so I tried to avoid them. And um, I don't know. I, I've gotten better at it. I find it funny talking to straight people now because I've, like, really come into my sexuality through college. And um, I like flirting with straight men because they get so uncomfortable and the mm. power dynamic shifts yeah. instantly. You're like, get on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> are all people gay? All people are gay, oh, Emily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's actually why I started this podcast. <laughs> no, all men definitely are. I mean, it's sexuality is this fucking spectrum. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Uh, I know a few of you guys from NHS are thinking I about me. I see you, broad shoulder women. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still waiting out for a few of them yeah. to, you know. Hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <It's> so insane. <laughs> Contact Cocktails with Cal for all your cocktail beverageino needs. Always looking to make fun of new drinks. Um, also a great way to catch up with me if you're really thinking what's up or any of you straight men questioning your sexuality want to hit me up. Oh, God. Buy a cocktail <laughs> session. Buy me a few drinks first. Yeah, buy me a few drinks. <laughs> to finish the day, my mom and I went to the diner to get a piece of cheesecake. This and this and a, cheese, a piece of cheesecake. Splash of cheesecake? Yeah. Nothing exciting, but some of the best moments in Newtown are objectively unexciting. Whether it's going to the Big Y with my mom, hanging out in parking lots, talking with friends, small mundane moments in this town are some of the best memories of my life. So I'm excited to hang around town for a little longer recording this series and meet up with more former classmates. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Five Year Reunion. The next episode, I take a deep dive into a scandal of one of Newtown's most iconic institutions. I'll also meet up with three more classmates. So subscribe everywhere you listen and I'll see you next week.